Yo, chomp, chomp, chomps. What's up? <laughs> hey, <laughs> well, welcome in. We are off to a rocky start tonight. Oh, we're rocking and rolling. All right, week eight is in the books. This has to be a uh, season high for fantasy points scored, I would say, after this week. Seems like everybody came alive finally. Um, lots of big performers out there, which we're going to highlight a little bit, but we're mostly going to focus on a lot of the underperformers in this episode from week eight. Um, I think there's a few guys in particular. It's honestly easier to highlight the, the underperformers from this week as opposed to highlighting all of the great performances. So we're going to focus on that for a little bit. Um, in the middle of the episode, we're going to get into the wild trade deadline conversation um there were some big splashes made across the league 10 um, trades baby def- 10 trades yep um i know we we thought there might be 11 uh we were hoping with some of us chiefs fans um but it didn't didn't happen today which um i think as times passed i've gotten more comfortable with that fact but um but, but yeah we're gonna I'm, get into some sorry. We're going to get into some trade deadline talk, uh, fantasy implications, if there are any there for redraft and dynasty, and then um, go over a couple waiver targets for this week. But um, as we kick this off, Layton, did you have a little something you wanted to bring up um, for a rookie as far as dynasty goes? Um, a player, a star player you wanted to highlight? Oh, we can save that for the trade talk if you want. Okay. Just launch into the underperformers. That's true. So, I kind of forgot how that would tie together. But, yeah, that's just perfect. Just tease then. it a little bit. All right. But, so, week eight recap. Um, there were only two bye weeks this week, which I honestly didn't even know that they did. I thought it was always even, um, like, three or four teams every week that were on bye. But it was just Chiefs and Chargers this week on bye. Um, so, I was casually watching – a lot of the NFL games from this week. Uh, it was kind of nice, honestly. I missed not having the Chiefs on to watch, but it was pretty fun. But um, I think the one week eight underperformer that I wanted to highlight before I pass it over to John was I'm going to go with Devontae Adams of the Las Vegas Raiders. Hmm. Uh, this was a very weird game, and I think I saw a tweet at one point that said the Raiders had just crossed midfield. Um, at the like seven minute mark of the fourth quarter so it was just a just a dumpster fire of of an offensive day for the for the Raiders um not pretty Devontae Adams had five targets three yards on one reception um Layton what did you think of the Raiders performance from week eight against the Saints um well we had it in the parlay so I was kind of happy, but also sad at the same time. But no, honestly, this doesn't really show me the talent of the Raiders' flaws. It really just shows me how bad of a coach Josh McDaniels is. Oh, did you know? Like, so he was the Broncos' coach. Remember, they started out like six and zero, and then they just went downhill. Yeah. No. This, was that the, that was the Kyle Orton day, right? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. And. 
Ever since they went, so after that six and a performance, Josh McDaniels as a head coach is seven and twenty-two as a head coach. And wow. I don't know about I don't know about you guys. That's really bad. Um, I if I was Al Davis, I would fire Josh McDaniels after the end of the season if he doesn't turn it around and just try again. Because the Raiders' strategy, they went all in this year. They spent a lot of money, and clearly, it's not working. Like, you don't bring in Chandler Jones, Devontae Adams to, you know, be like, what, two to five? Place. Yeah. So, uh, but honestly, the – so I watched part of this game. They just didn't act like they wanted to be there. Mm-hmm. Like, this was like 6 a.m. practice for JV basketball <laughs> in high school. Like, nobody wants to be there. You kind of run layup. Way. Yeah, you kind of run your layup lines. You kind of just throw them off the backboard. Like, nobody wants to be there. They just You just want to go home. You don't even want to go to school. You just want to go straight home after being there. That's kind of what I've summed up the performance. I know Devontae Adams was, like, sick with an illness. Um, the only illness he has long-term is the fact that Derek Carr's his quarterback. So that's that's my roundup. Yeah. So, John, are you looking too much into this, or is this just kind of a – you know, an anomaly game going to still keep your confidence in Devontae Adams going forward, or is this a big concern? Uh, I'll just say this. The Kansas City Chiefs lost to the Indianapolis Colts this season. Um, everybody everybody has an off game. Don't look into it more than you need to. Devontae Adams is Devontae Adams. He got paid for a reason. And his relationship with Derek Carr is just so strong, which I think is something that gets overlooked sometimes whenever you go to value uh, – fantasy players and their consistency don't look too much into this one that's yeah. my personal take yeah throw the Devonte adams performance in the trash if i'm being honest yeah yeah all right that's kind of what i was thinking so john did you have a underperformer you wanted to highlight for this week um i mean there's there's definitely a few that are out there but one Not on your fantasy team no, no. Uh, my fantasy team <laughs> had nothing close to an underperformer in sight <laughs> Let's talk uh, to, about that for a second. <laughs> but, thank you, actually. Leighton, I can't believe that you even wanted to bring it up. But uh, since you did, oh. <laughs> you know, I mean, I did score 203 fantasy points on you <laughs> this week. I'm still here. Going into the Sunday night game, I had doubled your score. Still here. And, uh, yeah, so, I mean, we can take a stroll down – uh, here, I, it's easy to to I go back and look. Yeah, so the lineup was Kyler Murray twenty four, Christian McCaffrey forty, mm-hmm. Travis Etienne, who you would have drafted twenty five. That I felt C- that one. CD Lamb eighteen. He kind of had a bad week. You know, uh, eighteen poor, eighteen poor wasn't guy. really where I wanted him to be at. Um, You're right. DeAndre Hopkins thirty three, Kyle Pitts nineteen, Deonta mm-hmm. Foreman thirty one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That was a Dolphins time. defense had zero points. I mean, come on. I I almost so basically you underperformed there. is what I I'm did. Hearing. Yeah, I easily. I mean, two twenty was within range. Um, so basically, and, you're a bad fantasy manager. But basically, it. yeah, yeah. Have I under- had several du- double digit scores on the bench too. Tyler Algier seventeen. I mean, we had reserves, but uh, yeah, yeah. It was a it was a, it was an all right week. <laughs> So Dolphins defense, they're on the hot seat, right? Yeah, they are. They're they're definitely getting the boot this week. Um, 
you know, there's just no place on on championship rosters for 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 defenses like that. So <clears throat> anyway, but, yeah, did you have one, John? That you want to talk about? <laughs> yeah, an actual player that uh, I wanted to discuss was Cortland Sutton. Um, the Denver, the Denver Broncos are on the hot seat in general, um, but <laughs> these are his last three weeks: two receptions, fourteen yards; three receptions, <laughs> twenty-three yards; one reception for thirteen yards. Um, and it's almost like they have a bad quarterback. Something like that. So those have come against the Chargers, the Jets, and the Jags, oh. which, you know, not. I mean, the Chargers would be understandable. I don't know if J.C. No, Jackson was hurt he's out at that for the point. Year. He got was, hurt in that game. It was that game? Okay. I think so. Or it was maybe the week after, but... The Jets? It's not, it's not like they were stopping anybody anyway. If if Sauce was on Cortland Sutton, I can understand that. He's actually been lights out. Um, and then, I don't know, who the who's the Jags' top corner? I don't even know. Shaquille Griffin. Really? Wow. Okay. Yeah, he should have had a he should have had a field day. <laughs> um, but he's yeah, not he, bad. Uh, he's not good. Um, he's good. He's fine. Is he? Yeah. I honestly don't know. Shaquille I mean, Griffin's on IR. Oh, it's not even him. Look at that. Ruh, ruh. Um. Anyway. Uh. It, so, what to make of Sutton? Um. I can't tell you their their schedule. In my opinion, gets a little bit easier as we go. He's on bye week. He might get dropped in some leagues. So be watching yeah. be watching on the waiver rebound for that. Like if you are winning in your league and you don't need to place your waiver claim, I might sit it out just in case he does get dropped so that you'd move up the priority list. Um, coming off of bye, he has Tennessee, the Raiders, the Panthers, and then it's followed by the the Ravens and the Chiefs. So, well, slightly know, slightly easier schedule, but you, you um, know one thing that's constant in all those games is Russell Wilson. So <laughs> that does make not, that it's an uphill battle. I would yeah. not start him until he shows you something. If so, if let's say he comes back from the bye and he has a twenty point game, can you start him the next week? Sure, no problem. Yeah, he should. Okay. I just don't yeah. think he will. So, no, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So that, anyway, uh, just be leery of Cortland Sutton, but he might be a trade candidate. You know, if uh, if you're if you're winning right now, if if he's got a good roster, he might be a guy that you could set your sights on to go out and grab for a a low price right now. So I am a Cortland Sutton owner, and I'm not winning. I'm losing. Um, <laughs> I'm about to miss the playoffs. So I actually had a panic scare uh, Sunday morning. I was going through my Sunday morning routine, kind of waking up and everything, getting ready for the day. And I go ahead, because I knew it was a London game that the Broncos were playing in. Go ahead and check my lineup and everything. Knew that I had benched Cortland Sutton right before I went to bed the night before. But when I checked my lineup, it was showing that Cortland Sutton was in my starting lineup. It was one of those weird glitches (laughs) with the fantasy app. I guess I didn't close out of it the night before. Mm. And I, he was just sitting there with like 1.2 points through like the third quarter of the game. And I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh. I was about to go back to bed, honestly. Um, but then I refreshed it. He was out of there. Um, didn't end up helping me in the long run, but 
a little bit of peace of mind there. But all right, Layton, do you have an underperformer for week eight? So uh, no, I'm not going to lie. After about 1.30, I just kind of stopped checking fantasy football because <laughs> of John. So um, all I know is uh, Chris McCaffrey did well. Alvin Kamara, which I traded to you, did well. And I still have four of my starters hurt or out for the year. So, yeah, they were all underperformers. I think, yeah, there was one more that I wanted to kind of talk about. Um, He's been a topic on our last few episodes. Um, We're going to talk about Jonathan Taylor a little bit. I think we Uh, have to at this point. Um, I was hoping probably, but sure. Probably the number one overall pick in a lot of leagues this year. Um, And you just – if you were a Jonathan Taylor owner up to this point, I just don't think you could have been more wrong. And it just – it hurts for a lot of you out there, I think. So, I, I feel for you. I apologize. I'm not in the same boat with you because uh, John and I were both uh, CMC truthers from the get-go. But, uh, I, yeah. I was, a, I was a silent CMC truther. I, I, I kept it anonymous who, who was going to be the number one pick. But I feel like you guys knew. I know. Oh, yeah. 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 Um, well, it was the right decision. There's only one right choice there. We all know. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so Jonathan Taylor finishes week eight against the Commanders with 4.6 mm. PPR fantasy points. It honestly didn't matter because he didn't catch a ball this game. He had one target, no receptions, um, 16 attempts for 76 yards. It was kind of – it's been ugly lately. And a fumble. Yep. Um so it has not looked great. I thought that, uh, you know, Sam Ellinger, Ellinger or Ellinger? Ellinger. Ellinger, Ellinger whatever. He was, wasn't that good. Um, <laughs> it's almost yeah, like I they thought, want to lose. <laughs> I thought with him kind of getting the nod to start that they might lean on the running game a little bit more and maybe get more creative with it. But it was, it was a very ugly game to watch for the Colts. Um, I want to turn this over to you guys. Do you think for the remaining weeks of the regular season, is Jonathan Taylor a top 15 running back? No. Uh, he has to be. He has to be. They just traded away to Heath Hines. I think if that hadn't have happened, I would, I'd be more on the fence. But obviously, like – and it can only last for so long. I mean, it was the same thing with Derrick Henry. Everybody was freaking out about him after two weeks this year because he came out flat-footed. Like, at some point, Jonathan Taylor has to revert back to what he was, I think. But Do, do, they, do they play the Texans any of those weeks? <laughs> I think they've played them twice already. I'm, I they play him week, week 18. They got him. Oh, okay. Okay, th- that week he's a, top, he's a top 15 running back. Yeah, definitely. Our, our DFS uh, expert, John, that's a, that's an auto start week 18. But, oh, yeah. I mean. They've played the uh, Titans twice. Oh, the, the Texans. Texans. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Okay, yeah, never mind. Uh, yeah, that is a, that's an auto start for sure. Um, but, no, you just can't. The, the offense doesn't look good. They're going to be losing. He just re-injured his ankle, no matter how serious it is, so he's not going to be 100%. I mean, it, it's just a train wreck. I think Jim Irsay might just get pissed off enough that he's going to fire everybody. So, uh, I'm no, I would not start him with confidence. You wouldn't? Wow. Yeah. 
That's tough. I mean, I mean, I, I mean, if you have him on your team, you kind of have to start him if he's playing. But I'm not yeah. feeling good about it. No. Yeah. I'm. It's crazy enough. I'm, I'm there with you. But I, I will say that he'll be top fifteen from here. You know, on it, out. it's, it's like going over to. This is not for personal experience. Just like if you're going over to your in-laws' place, and you know. In case they're listening. Yeah. No. No. <laughs> My girlfriend's mom is a great cook, but. If your significant other's mom or dad is makes you a meal and it's not very good, you just kind of have to smile through the pain. That's what you're dealing with with Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, I can't trade him. Absolutely. Smile and wave, boys. That's right. Yeah. But uh, not been great. Um, On that note, we're going to get into a couple good performances from this week, which Layton already touched on. Uh, Christian McCaffrey hits for the cycle, which I don't know. Has that ever been done? Yeah, Ladainian Thompson did it in 2006. LT, okay. what a yep. man. Rushing touchdown, passing touchdown, was, which was an absolute dot, by the way, to Brandon Ayuk. That was beautiful. That was honestly – Better than Jimmy G. It was better than Jimmy G. Um, and then, yeah, a receiving touchdown. I mean, completely dominant performance. He's going to thrive in the 49ers offense. I think this mm-hmm. is, that is a dream scenario for Kyle Shanahan. But, um, yep, so good one there. Uh, another big performance we can talk about, <laughs> DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> uh, 30, yeah. 39.9 points in PPR. Still good. Uh, 12 catches, 160 yards, and a tutty. Sweet one-handed grab, by the way. He's a, he's a man. So, uh, yeah. Did we really talk about Hopkins before A.J. Brown? I was just getting that. And the, the man, A.J. Brown, right after I traded him in one week, in one league, <laughs> um, goes off. Did he have three touchdowns in the first he, half? Yes, he did. Yep. So he had thirty-nine fantasy points, I believe, or something yes. like that. Yeah, thirty-nine point yep. six. Huge game. I mean, apparently Eagles, could have had more too. There were several three touchdown performances. Tony Pollard, AJ Brown, and Deonta Foreman. I think. No, Alvin Kamara too. Alvin Kamara. Yeah. Wow. Yep. Crazy. All those yeah, that's a good one. Good. I, I forgot about Tony Pollard. I mean, this is so many people I feel like have been in the boat of just kind of being a Tony Pollard truther, thinking that he's better than Zeke, which I am not going to argue that Tony Pollard looks more explosive than Zeke. I mean, he just runs differently. He's like a special teams guy that lines up in the backfield. Um, he so looked really good, Zeke. though. He is so much better than Zeke, I think. Do what? How do you feel right now if you're an Ezekiel Elliott owner? Probably not. Probably like an RB three on your team. I would hope if you have him. Yeah. What would you be looking to do with Zeke right now? Nothing. Um. Yeah. Probably nothing. If you trade him, you're you're not going to get back what you want for him, and I think you open yourself up to the potential to get burnt because I still think Zeke has it in the bag to have a, a strong performance to end the year. So, pro- probably nothing. And did you hear what Jared Jones said? He said, we go the way Zeke goes. Which is why he hasn't had any success in the postseason. <laughs> so, do you, think, do you think Zeke comes back as the starter once Absolutely. after their bye? Yeah. Okay. Not, to be a, not to be a Cowboys hater, but <laughs> the two guys that I work with who are Cowboys fans, we have a group chat. <laughs> and one of them sent a screenshot of a breaking news uh, poster from ESPN, and it says and it's for the Cowboys, and it says breaking signing nobody. 
<laughs> after the trade deadline passed because Jerry came out and made that statement. He's like, oh, yeah, there's things in the works or whatever. And then nothing happened. They don't have any cash trade. Yeah. They can't do anything. They're trying. Um, I guess last two things that we need to talk about, both on the same team, uh, Jalen Waddle and Tyreek Hill. Yeah, they're good. On the Dolphins. They are really, really Can I take good. a small victory lap on that? I, I was like, about to yeah. say, you can take a big one if you want. I know Tyreek is wide receiver one, but Jalen Waddle is a freaking beast. And so, yes. Yeah, I'll. You can take a small victory lap because I agreed with you that they could both be good. I just didn't believe in Tua. But, oh well. I That's the thing. Is I don't think I was arguing really at the beginning of the year, John, that like that one would be really good and cause the other to, you know, fall off. But I thought that where they were going to be was the like Tyreek would be wide receiver eight, Jalen Waddle would be wide receiver 12. Yeah. I did not think it would be a wide receiver one, wide receiver four or five kind of right. deal, but it's it's a pretty interesting offense that they're doing over in Miami. It kind of just looks like a college offense right now. Because it's just yeah. Mike McDaniel, he's a great coach. I thought it was yeah. going to be like Tyreek would go off one week and Jalen Waddle would have like two catches and they'd just flip-flop all season. Clayton, do you so. want to go on the record or on the recorded record and uh, state your prediction for the Dolphins offseason? Oh, that they're going to draft like B. John Robinson or a running back with their first pick? Yes. Yeah, because they're – don't they have two for the fifth-year option next year? Yeah, they're for sure doing that. There it is. You heard it here first. Well, I mean, it, I'll save it for the trade talk. How about that? Well, okay, that's a good segue, actually. We're going to get into <laughs> the trade deadline talk. Um, I'm going to kick it over to – Layton for this one. Um, I I don't think we can start in a better spot than uh, what what was happening in Miami today. Okay, yeah. So also, please let me know if I go too long because I might. Um, so basically, what? So the the Dolphins traded for Bradley Chubb, but that's the big headline news. What a lot of people didn't realize is they also sent out Chase Edmonds with that to Denver, right? So they signed him on a three-year deal three or four months ago. Actually, it's it probably more like six months ago. But And now he's gone, which is mind-blowing, if you ask me. Um, because if you look at their running back room, it just makes you feel gross. Miles Gaskin, Raheem Mostert, and Jeff Wilson. Like, is anybody excited about them? And the reason I say they're going to draft a quarterback is because guess how many of those guys are on the roster next year? Nate? Uh, you, you tell me. There zero of them. Will you guys stop texting each other? <laughs> the little girls. <laughs> um, yes. So – they're, none of them are on the roster anymore. They're definitely drafting a running back. They're probably going to bring back Raheem Mostert on a one-year deal or Jeff Wilson, and then they're going to draft like Bijan Robinson or somebody in the second round. <laughs> yes, John. <laughs> All right. I, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Running back. All right. Focus up. Really? Yep. Uh-huh. That's that's good analysis, Layton. Great. Um, okay, come on. That, that was just like a backhanded <laughs> compliment. That's like when you're 
That's like when your parents put on the fridge your artwork in second grade and it doesn't look like anything. Oh, you're so creative. No. He's he's so talented. He's reading at a third grade level. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so they trade they also traded for Raheem Mostert or sorry, Jeff Wilson, which I talked about. So they my I guess Mike McDaniel just wanted to get the 49ers backfield back. He must like them as friends. They must uh play Warzone together or something. But yeah, that was kind of surprising that he went and got Jeff Wilson. I thought that was funny. But yeah, if you look at their draft picks, they don't have a first because they traded both of them and their first for this year got taken away. But with their second pick, they're drafting a running back. I would not be shocked if they traded up to draft that running back because most of their offense is intact for next year. So something to keep in mind, I guess, Mm. for Dynasty. Do you want me Wait, to keep going, or did I want? I was to I was gonna jet in real quick. Uh, <laughs> yes, just overall uh, NFL talk now. Um, where do the Dolphins fall in your rankings now for for the NFL? Um, are they a top five team? No. Are they better? Whoa, really? I think I'm I'm throwing them in the top five. Are they better than the 49ers? No. No. Ooh. I, I might argue that they are. Mm. Okay. I think, uh, man, I guess you can't you can't really argue that their weapons are better, but I think their offense has the ability to score more than the 49ers. And I, I'm not super knowledgeable on the Dolphins' defense, but I think it was pretty solid in the first in the first place, and then it just got Maybe not better, but there's another presence to have to deal with with Bradley Chubb now. Um, and I, I agree with Leighton. I think Mike McDaniel is a really, really good head coach. So, But so is Kyle Shanahan, and their, their offense is super – I would love to see – like, obviously I want the Chiefs to get to the Super Bowl, but if it was like a Dolphins 49ers Super Bowl, I would be very intrigued to see that game play out just because mm-hmm. I'd like to see those two teams play. Yeah, two very creative systems, I feel like. I think, yeah, um, I'm still probably giving the 49ers the nod. I think that defense is way more talented than Miami. I think the Bradley Chubb move is, like, if Bradley Chubb, like, plays pretty well, like, that could correct a lot of the wrongs on that defense. Like, just having a good pass rush makes up for a lot of things. So, I really like that signing for them. That is is big time. Um, On the other end of it, what does this do? Is there any fantasy relevance for Chase Edmonds in Denver? I saw Maybe a thing a that bit. I saw a report that came out that said he was the third down back. So, um, I would say he's he's not rosterable right now. Yeah, no, drop him. Yep. Um, also, I did look this up. The Dolphins have a second and two thirds next year in days one and two, so they're moving up for a running back. I'll put it in pen. It probably won't happen. But yeah, that that is a bold take for sure. But they're gonna pull oh. like a Jets. They're gonna move up five spots, like give up like a six pick and get like the second or third best running back. Mm. Um, the next one. All right, this is the last one. I'm gonna go like super in depth on because I went way too much into this. So Naheem Hines got traded to Buffalo. Zach Moss and a draft pick went back to Indianapolis. Um, now the Buffalo's backfield is Naheem Hines, Devin Singletary, and James Cook. 
And basically my takeaway is if you're in a dynasty league, try to trade for James Cook right now (laughs) because he's probably not going to do much the rest of the season. Obviously the Bills are in win-now mode. They don't want to deal with a young guy. But Devin Singletary is in the last year of his deal. Does anybody think they're bringing him back for like a big role? No, no, yeah, yeah. not. So they trade for Naheem Hines, <clears throat> who had after this season has two years left on his deal, where he will be twenty-seven and twenty-eight. And guess how much of that is guaranteed, John? How much? Zero dollars after this wow. year. So they can That's cut him wild. for nothing. And I also looked this up because the Bills, if you look next year, they have negative $12 million in cap space. Right. Yeah. That's the bigger issue. Yeah. And so typically most people say for like a full pick one through seven, you need about five to six million for your draft class. So they need to clear about 20 million in cap space. I would not be shocked if Naheem Hines is gone. They don't bring back Devin Singletary and James Cook is the lead back next year. So that's kind of the big picture for the Bills running back room, in my opinion. Wow. Wow. Yeah. I think you just predicted the future for sure on that one. Leighton Schefter, I'll give it up for you. Yep. I, I should I should have done more of the – what is it? The, who's that guy that was like, now why would they do that? <laughs> with, with the Jazz. Brian, Brian uh, Windhorst. I haven't seen that meme where he's like, "Now, why would they do that?" And he's like pointing his fingers like that. Okay, yeah, I do know what you're talking about. Yeah, Yeah. I didn't remember the Jazz part of that, but yeah, because the Jazz traded like a second round pick for somebody. I don't want to edge. I don't know, but that was my big takeaway from today in terms of (laughs) fantasy implications (laughs) for Dynasty because I have James Cook in our Dynasty league, and I got super excited because. I was worried Devin Singletary would leave and then Zach Moss would be the Devin Singletary of next year and James Cook would still just kind of be there. So that gave me hope. Um, did you guys have any takes on the Bills running back room this season? Run. Don't even. Run. Yeah. Don't run. Even. I don't. Yeah. For fantasy, I don't think you touch it at all. I think the Naheem Hines signing could be a really good pickup for the Bills, though. Um, kind of serves a, a similar role as what James Cook would be, but um, definitely a veteran. Probably would understand, you know, blocking assignments better than James Cook has, which I think has contributed to why he hasn't gotten much time on the field so far this year. Um, but I, I think he's going to be honestly a, a big piece for them. That's, that's, a, that's another weapon just added to it already high-powered offense. Yeah. Um, and so the other four, like, fantasy implication ones, I'll just kind of breeze through because I took a long time on the others. Calvin Ridley, the Jags, doesn't affect you this year. Does anybody care right now? Uh, I would. I might throw a pick at him in Dynasty or something, see if you can Do, get him. Is he still rostered, you think, in most leagues, or do you think you just pick him up? I uh, bet he's still rostered. He's rostered. I know he's rostered in, in our Dynasty League. Mm. That's a shame. But okay, <laughs> hurting hurting for number one had a new yeah hurting for number list. one was uh taking a little luck but okay then Chase Claypool went to Chicago yeah for way too high of a draft pick you know what's funny about the whole Claypool thing like 
I think everybody's going to freak out because, like, oh, like Chicago's got another weapon. They he still doesn't have anyone who can throw him the football accurately. Like, it, like I think that Claypool might actually be in a worse situation. Really? Yeah, he was getting a bunch of targets. Go look, look at look at his his stats so far this year. He was actually getting a lot of volume in Pittsburgh. Oh well, yeah, not bad, honestly. Yeah, so uh, pump the brakes on Claypool for for your for your waiver. <laughs> This week, if he's available, because he uh, he may not be the guy that you think you're going to get. Yeah, yeah, it's a shame. Um, let's talk. We'll save the the fun one for us last, just in case people don't want to listen to it again. But T.J. Hawkinson got traded, ironically, from the Lions to the Vikings. This was probably the most surprising one, just because of the interdivisional stuff. But yeah. What did you guys take away from it? I love it personally. I th- I think it could be really good for the Vikings. Um, they got a steal. I mean, they gave up two fourth round picks, essentially. I believe it was, yeah. or was it a third, a third and a conditional fourth, or something like that. So it was hardly anything, and you got a tight end who's been a Pro Bowler, and he's. I think he's locked up. I think he's no, he's not signed to a deal. No, no, no. I take it back. He- Sorry. Um, still, I think Hawkinson is on it. I'm pretty sure he's, uh, they might've exercised his fifth year option. I can't remember. Um, yeah, they did. So he has two more years in Minnesota. Ooh, I don't know if they're, anyway, I like the move. I think it'll be good for the Vikings. Good for the offense. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, Nate, did you kind of want to hop in for the rest of the season? Didn't you say you had him on a team? (laughs) Yeah, so that now makes our league of record, or my team in our league of record, uh, I have three starting Vikings players on my team. Um, I did have Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson um, through the first eight weeks. Um, That was already kind of making my OCD set in a little bit. I wasn't super comfortable with that. It hasn't been too bad so far. Um, No real kind of – cannibalism on the opportunities between the two but now tj hawkinson there like john said i think this is this is a very good move i think for the vikings um that really gives them a a lot of of uh playmakers on that offense i mean if you still got adam Thielen there kj osborne's no slouch dalvin cook and alexander madison i think that team is going to score a lot of points um if I didn't have Dalvin Cook or Justin Jefferson, I'd probably be trying to get Hawkinson. Um, I think we've seen Irv Smith be a pretty good receiving tight end. Um, Hawkinson yeah, when healthy, is he's good. Yeah, when healthy, pretty good. Hawkinson, I think, is in a different uh, a, a different tier than Irv Smith. I think he's way more talented, has a lot more ability. So I'd be trying to get him if if possible. Um, I don't think it should be honestly all that expensive. You could package him with a another decently decent starting tight end and maybe just a bench wide receiver or something. Um, you might be able to sneak him off from a from a league mate, but I do I do like the move a lot by the Vikings. Me too. Um, they're definitely going all in, and I feel like nobody's really talking about them as a a good team. But, yeah. Which with Kirk Cousins, I don't blame you. Anyway. They're gonna Last... request. They're gonna request for their playoff game to be played at like ten o'clock in the morning. 
Yeah, can we get the 10 a.m. Saturday game, please? Yes, Roger. the eight the eight thirty in London for the they will dominate. <laughs> if they make it to the Super Bowl, they will also have it be changed to be played like in Iowa at like nine o'clock on a Tuesday. See, they, they're six and one. Does anybody even talk about them for the Super Bowl conversation in the weekend? No. FC? No. I still nobody don't. Does. No, nobody does. I think people. There's a lot of teams like that right now. San Francisco than they are about Minnesota, but for sure. Um, last but not least. Um, Kadarius Tony got traded to the Chiefs. Obviously, we were all kind of excited about it. Um, are you guys even trying to pick him up this year? Yeah. I mean, if you have an open spot, like from an injury or something. Right. But no, not. No. I, probably not. <laughs> well, okay. Nate, are you? I know no. you're really high on the pick. No. Nope, I'm I'm really not. Um, yeah, I was I was kind of buzzing after this pick. I was pretty excited about it. You know, twentieth overall in last year's draft. Is that right, or was it two years ago? Last year's uh, draft. No, not last year's draft. The draft before. Was it the 2020 draft? Mm-hmm. No, the 2021. 2021. Yeah, but he wasn't in 2022. He's in 2021. This is his second season. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but yeah, no, I I. Seen what he's done in limited time in New York. Uh, super explosive player. Had a really good senior year in college at Florida. Um, I think he's in a great system in Kansas City. I'm excited to see what can happen in the future. Probably nothing this year. Um, you might get him if you could stream him for – if you were in dire need and you just needed a breakout game, you might be able to get one from him. But I don't think he's going to be a reliable um, – start um at all this season i would say just too many mouths to feed in kansas city that's true Dynasty. and also takes takes a very long time to get worked into the chief system as wide yeah. receivers i come like playoff, that's been kind yeah. of a theme yeah come playoff time he could be like in actual nfl playoffs he could be a weapon 100 mm-hmm. percent. i think that he could be acclimated to the offense by then and he could be a real threat but <clears throat> i don't know i I don't see him making a huge impact right away. Mm-hmm. Agreed. All right. Well, should we wrap this up? That'll do. Yeah, let's wrap it up. All right. Any closing remarks, fellas? Any any locks of the week, real quick? I haven't Ooh. even taken a look at the board yet. The the Dolphins um, and drafting running back next year. Sorry, I've just been the- I've been looking at my two hundred and three point performance. I haven't <laughs> looked to the future yet. Give me uh, just give me Chiefs with the points. Actually, what? Whoa, what? twelve and a half. Both teams are five and two. Yeah, but they're signing Malik Willis this Sunday. Don't take Chiefs with the points. Don't do it. Don't <laughs> do you do take it. Titans fade, with the points? Fade it. Fade it. Uh, no, don't touch the game. <laughs> Under your head, I'm probably taking Titans with the points. Interesting. This this has like. A twenty-four, like fourteen game written all over it. Just like not a lot of possessions. Titans run the ball, run the clock down. Chiefs score a couple touchdowns. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think I've got nothing after that. I don't even know which way's up after seeing that. That's wild. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Gross. All right. We'll be back next week. Uh, hopefully brighter days for Leighton and I ahead. 
John, Imagine. keep on keeping on. 4 0 last week, baby. <laughs> All right. Same goes to the rest of you guys out there. Take care. Um, Good luck this week. Thanks for tuning in. See you.